wouldn't be fair. Well, who says life is fair? Where is that written? Life isn't always fair. What they gonna say now? Let's have a discussion. I'm not gonna take this anymore! Let's be honest with ourselves here. God love you. What am I talking about? This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, I'm Sun KTTH. Good morning, everybody. It is uh, Friday practice, and it's another one of those ratings. It's another uh, one of those things where Seattle and Tacoma wind up in a national rating of worst-run cities. <laughs> so where, where do they rank? Um, and in tax relief to citizens, Washington might get an F at number 50. Uh, that and more. Coming up, uh, also... Uh, know it all and some um, some new sordid details on the love triangle that wound up with a man stabbed and shot and put in a tote bag uh, next to the Duwamish River earlier this week. Some uh, putting some some flesh on that story. Uh, back in a second. Also, another Catholic church vandalized. What's that deal? Uh, back in a second. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. Hey, um. 770, uh, Brian Suits here on KTTH, your Friday, pardon me, your Friday practice morning uh, with producer Greg. And can you define a judge? Can you define a woman or can you define what a woman is? Uh, it's going to be sworn in today as the final uh, Supreme Court uh, cases of this session are, are going to be released. They've been released, I, w- I would imagine, right now. Uh, and then Justice Stephen Breyer is going to retire today, and they'll immediately swear uh, uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson in. She'll be the first African-American person who, uh, as justice, uh, who can't define define what a woman is. But she's being called a woman. So whatever she is, she's uh, the first one of those. Uh, so, so there's that. I'm trying to find that. That was back on March 23rd, Producer Greg. I'm back in the, I'm back here in the vault in the deep, in the chest freezer, the top-loading uh, chest freezer for March, and uh, yeah, I can't find it. it's not not on that day. Uh, this remember back in March, the teens from Echo Glen cut off their ankle bracelets and uh, stole a car. Memories. Yep. Um. Uh. Da, 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 and uh, we were first uh, learning the 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 Kremlin spokes reptile Dmitry Peskov is is vexing. Uh, so we we had him, and uh, but I can't find that. And uh, so anyway, well, what we'll, a year it's been. We'll I, get it before before she sworn in. We got we got to play. Not the next day. Not the next day. I love going down memory lane as much as the next guy. But the second this show started on KTTH, we had uh, the biggest conflict in Europe since World War II happened. Right when you went on the air, yeah, we've had Roe v. Wade overturned. Uh, we've had the first African American woman uh, appointed to the Supreme Court. Had, My goodness, Colin Colin Kaepernick trying out for the Seahawks. And, oh, I mean, that was the number one story. And of the it year. was oh yeah, easily you know because it was like a slave auction. Say some, including including him. Before they put you that. on the field, teams poke, prod, and examine you, searching for any defect that might affect your performance. No boundary respected. No dignity left intact. Yeah, and in the background are slaves up on a platform being examined and the whole thing. Meaning- I love all the stories this week about how bad Kaepernick's tryouts have been with these yeah. NFL teams. 
Not surprising, right? The guy's been out of NFL for six years, and he was on his way to becoming a third-string quarterback when he started his protest. But no, I really want to get back in the league. But it's now, Just... so it's not like a slave market anymore <laughs> when, when he's trying out. And also, don't film my tryouts uh, because that could be very embarrassing. Yeah, it I sounds the... like Ben Sass would call it jackassery, like he did back in March. It's healthy for Americans to recognize the second and third and fourth order effects of cameras. A huge part of why this institution doesn't work well is because we have cameras everywhere. Um, cameras change human behavior. We know this. Yeah, he, well, he talked for a minute. In the uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Yes. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- How did Daniel Webster ever manage <laughs> That's uh, my question to ye. Um, well, so a uh, couple of things are coming to a head, and um, I don't know what is it Wallet Wallet Hub. I, I mean, I don't know what uh, expertise they have to go around rating uh, cities, but they have an interesting metric, and and it's like, well, all right, tax revenue, how many citizens, so therefore, what are crime outcomes uh, per hundred thousand? Um, it's a personal website. The personal finance website, they they looked at metrics related to a city's operating budget and the quality of services it provides. So as you might imagine, or if you uh, can't imagine, I guess you don't travel much, but uh, the Pacific Northwest not doing very well. Uh, but as we can always say, ah, oh, yeah, but there's no income tax. Okay, well, but there's a sales tax. Here's the one downside. That we experience because I, again, I don't want to do anything to give any ammunition to anybody. Speaking of that, tonight the high cap magazine ban goes into effect. They have till today, if you haven't thought of this before, till midnight today, um, to uh, resolve that issue. Uh, um, I don't want to give any ammo to anybody who either does a initiative to the citizens or enters a bill in Olympia for Washington State to also include. Just get what the 21st century is, what they'll say, and have a a good, consistent stream income tax. Um, Don't do that. However, I'll say this. States with income taxes have to give the money back um, because people are getting pissed. Well, here in the state of Washington, we're awash in surplus. How how do they give it back? Well, I I don't know. They could cut the gas tax, some some would say, uh, a, a little bit, but... When, when the Seattle Times turns against you, they, well, because they're cowards, they don't use your name. But um, a op-ed uh, yesterday, citing, by the way, a little bit of it, back on March 23rd, speaking of uh, what's a woman, uh, when, she, when the, the SCOTUS nominee was uh, asked that on March 23rd, the Seattle Times stated, quote, the absence of taxpayer relief in a year of a $15 billion budget surplus and inflation at 40-year highs strongly indicates that the current power players simply don't care to cut ever, close quote. So <clears throat> they, they really said that. Well, okay, now it is, whatever, three months later. And pretty much the only state that hasn't somehow given taxpayers relief, uh, I has it. You're living in it. But I have to call out that the Democrats have the trifecta, okay? The, the, this is their deal. This is their people. And and I'm I'm sitting here in the the most blue liberal part of the state. This is uh, Justice Elena Kagan, SCOTUS district, and 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 she'll be she'll win her primary easy. 
so the Seattle Times saying this, quote, leaders of both parties in most states have provided their people with tax cuts over the last two years, but tax relief has not been a priority for Washington's leaders. In fact, despite a then $10.5 billion increase in revenue, Governor Inslee and the majority party in the legislature refused to provide broad-based tax relief in 2022, opting instead to massively increase state spending. Close quote. Hard-hitting. Hard-hitting Seattle Times. Uh, you know, I did. I had. I really. I had to go through like five pages to find. It turns out, Jay Inslee, lifelong Democrat, and uh, the the entire power structure of the state of Washington, Democrat, <clears throat> and the, that's that. But uh, you know, sorry if you're if you're serious, use their name. Um, call me by my name. Uh, tax policy in Washington has been very different. However, blah blah blah. I mean, it's like I say, it's it's it. We're we're kind of a unicorn. I mean, I, I think Texas and Florida are the only other states that come to mind that don't have an income tax. Uh, top, top of the top of mind. But we're a bit of a unicorn there. How do you return sales tax? Well, you you can't. You know, you, you, what do you do? Save your receipts and go to Olympia and say, ah, I need this back, or you know, whatever. You, you can't do that. You can lower it, or because especially with gas tax, it's it's supposed to fill the potholes. Um, and this, and this is, I, I, I don't know if I'm admitting, well, no, no, it's not criminal. No. All right. Well, I, I just won't name the state, but I, I'm going to be getting two debit cards for about 690 bucks each because I'm the registered owner of two cars that have not left the garage in seven months in this very, very 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 efficiently run state that i won't name but it's not this one it's so anyway uh back in a second am 770 ktth let's uh, get you to work with the right way traffic be back right after this with know-it-all and we have some breaking news what? to begin know-it-all out of the supreme court in just a second i want it all and i want it now know-it-all first thing Hey, I'm 770-KTTH. Brian Suits here with Producer Greg. It is not all a chance here on your Friday practice uh, to know everything that you need to know so you can win your Friday practice. Uh, and all that we do have, uh, yeah, do you want it, is it worthy of uh, the breaking news sounder? Breaking news, the Supreme Court has uh, ruled in Godzilla versus Rodan for Godzilla because there's absolutely no way that the strength-to-weight ratio required for a creature as big as Rodan to fly isn't provided by the wing surface area of Rodan. Uh, I got to tell you, this is a bit of, this is getting me out of the blue. What it is is a landmark case. It's uh, Well, anyway, Rodan, uh, through his lawyer, uh, said he will uh, crush and uh, defeat uh, Tokyo with or without uh, the Supreme Court's. He's refusing the, refusing to, uh, he thinks that they've lost legitimacy, frankly, says Rodan. Uh, Godzilla, uh, anyway. Uh, so th- this was a case out of West Virginia. Um, and, versus the EPA. Yeah, it was, it was something versus EPA, and I don't know the nuts and bolts of it, but... Um, yeah, the SCOTUS blog has name of it. A, a one or, or two sentence summary here. Supreme Court sharply curtails the authority of the EPA to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, that's right. This was a Trump administration regulation um, the, because that was, you know, what one of the, even though 
you know, I'm on the record about my um, ad hominem uh, reasons to dislike Trump. But I'll tell you this, when it came to business and cutting, choking, draconian uh, regulation, uh, he was really good at that. And this is a 6-3 ruling, the majority opinion written by Roberts here. Uh, Again, a decision uh, that fell on ideological lines here at the Supreme Court. Um, Also, the Trump-era asylum policy known as Remain in Mexico, uh, will uh, it allows the Biden administration to terminate the controversy, um, the Remain in Mexico policy. Uh, Red states argued that Biden was obliged to keep the policy. SCOTUS says in a FIFO ruling that the administration can end it. Uh, and uh, Justice Roberts is on the side of of end it, and uh, and, and so there. The what did uh, the spokesperson yesterday on Air Force One said? Uh, the fact of the matter is the border is closed. Uh, well, the fact of the matter is it's not, and uh, and there there's that. Um, but anyway, that that policy, which which by the way, uh, worked way better than than anything that any president had done uh, up, up to now, uh, is is now gone. And uh, it it'll be overturned uh, almost immediately. But uh, but uh, as Kareen Jumpier said yesterday, fact the matter is the border's closed. The matter is the border is closed, uh, which is in part why you see people trying uh, to. Speaking of that, uh, by the way, at seven thirty, a friend of mine, Jorge Ventura from uh, Daily Caller, uh, will join us. Uh, his documentary about how the cartels uh, facilitate. The, the wholesale crossing of the American border um, and, and had an uphill battle with the Remain in Mexico uh, policy. Now we'll have a wide open door uh, when the Biden administration uh, ends the Remain in Mexico uh, policy. The Remain in Mexico was behind this myth that that these the downtrodden are coming here to seek political refugee or asylum or domestic violence or whatever. So, in other words, they're bypassing every American consulate in their home country, in in, in Honduras and Guatemala and El Salvador, um, bypassing every embassy and consulate in Mexico, <clears throat> where you can do that, because they have to cross in here. It's it's a absolute myth, but the Supreme Court is going to uh, strike it down. Yeah, and Kavanaugh joined Roberts and the liberal justices on this decision about the Remain in Mexico policy. Yeah, and I mean, and their the ruling is is academic. It's not that you know, it's not that Brett Kavanaugh needs to hire someone to you know blow the leaves off his lawn, you know, by tomorrow morning at eight a.m. or anything like that. Um, it's that it was you know effectively executive authority, and that the Biden administration is now in charge. They get to overturn it, and uh, and and the whole thing. Um, so there's, uh, there's, there's that also, b- by the, by the way, uh, the Biden administration, it was also relying and still remains the, the COVID restriction, the emergency restrictions on the border due to public health emergency. They haven't, he can strike those down. He hasn't struck them down. Um, the, the, the other thing is the tariffs that Trump put on China, Biden didn't touch, hasn't touched. They made some sounds about the. Uh, irresponsible Trump era uh, uh, tariffs. We'll be looking at those. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. Um, ask any union worker in America. Hey, how have those gone? And that's that's why we're we're seeing the stories about about blue collar minority working people are in in spite of the fact that Patty Murray's standing around talking to them. Um, they're for tariffs on China. 
because then the the uh, momentum to build stuff here in America uh, increases. So uh, anyway, uh, is that still the first thing? Am I still, still the first thing? First thing. All right. Second thing. Second thing. Uh, second thing is that it, it could be worse. Uh, we could be Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's according to uh, Wallet Hub. Wallet Hub used uh, tax expenditures, city efficiency, and then outcomes, crime level, uh, and and all that. In uh, in th- the most important part uh, is that uh, Seattle and Tacoma uh, do do not rank uh, nearly as badly as San Francisco. It's it's always the most important thing for Seattle is uh, are we somehow beating San Francisco? Um, and, uh, the most efficient, the, the, and what's the thing here, the, the worst run, the best run city in America, Nampa, Idaho, the, and their, their metric, I kind of, kind of like this. What is the city's operating budget per citizen per capita? Um, uh, uh Tacoma, Seattle are, are not a real, real happy place. Number 18, uh, 18th worst. Uh, but not, not as bad as San Francisco, I should say. Um, the, the worst in the country. And what does this say about the federal government? The, the worst in the country is the only metropolitan city funded entirely by federal tax dollars. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Washington, D.C. And the, the, the second is San Francisco, the second worst run. And, and um, my metric would be, um, human, human to dog feces on the sidewalk. That would be, that would where San Francisco. It's four to one, human stool versus uh, dog. Because the humans that, that uh, do it, they they're not they, they're not told to curb themselves. Um, so there you go. Uh, interesting. Uh, boy, uh, well, uh, is there a pattern? Uh, n- number two, uh, Boise, Idaho. Number one, Nampa, Idaho. Uh, anyway, so that's the second thing. Third thing. Um, third thing, uh, let's see, is this the, uh, you know, let's do this first. before, before we, we get into the lurid details of the love triangle in Des Moines that winds up with a guy in a tote bag by the Duwamish River. Uh, let's do this. A, a second Catholic church, uh, has been vandalized. This is the, the pattern is that number one, it's not the same guy. The guy who vandalized the Bellevue Catholic church. With, with with and it looked like he had a real personal problem, a pretty pretty significant bunch of graffiti about it was women hater sheep all this uh, anti Catholic graffiti plus damage to statues and all that. Well, this happened at Renton. Uh, here is uh, Cairo Seven's guy out in the field with uh, with a little more. St. Anthony Church in Renton tells us someone broke several windows and tagged them with pro-abortion and anti-Catholic messages. Cairo Seven's Jake Chapman is at the church right now. And Jake, you caught up with the pastor of St. Anthony's. We did, Monique and Aaron, and we still see remnants. Or we get around time. Uh, and, but uh, bottom line, you know, it's paint. You can scrub it off. Uh, you know, the whole thing. And it, it, it what th- I, if you go- right now this week, if you Google uh, vandalism Catholic Church, it's happening all across the country. So yeah, and in case anyone was wondering what the messages said uh, on the walls of the Catholic Church, it included "f you." And abortions save lives. So there's your motivating factor in vandalism. Um, all right. When we come back, uh, Jorge Ventura from uh, Daily Caller will talk to us about the the real the cost that you don't see in illegal immigration. 
and the the outcome, uh, the results of my, I did a Twitter poll yesterday. I'm just curious how people would feel about a challenger in the SCOTUS primary for uh, Clarence Thomas's uh, seat. I'm I can't vote up here in Kagan's district here in Seattle, but I'm just over the line in the Clarence Thomas district. Uh, even though you know he didn't write the majority opinion, he's just getting all the heat um, on this. But uh, how how would people who follow the hashtag Roe v. Wade uh, Twitter site to get um, uh, to get upset? How would they feel if if he got primaried? The answers may not surprise you. Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH, uh, Jorge Ventura. Right after this, let's get you to work with our right way traffic. Some of the KGB points here will uh, get a little more on the EPA thing uh, in a little bit. But the, the thing that's going to be in the headlines today is, uh, you know, with the, the discovery of 51 dead illegal aliens in a uh, truck trailer in San Antonio. We'll, we'll see a lot more about this. Anyway, the Supreme Court just handed President Joe Biden a victory. Uh, he can, allowing, uh, saying in a 5-4 decision, he can shut down a Trump administration program designed to restrict immigration and on and the uh, southern border. Right now, there's a there's a flood. There have been floods over the last couple of years. Um, and, and it's not, just so that you understand, um, it, it's not just about whatever, fleeing instability or domestic violence or, or even just getting a job. Um, it's the the effect of of this is enabling cartels in this country with cheap labor. Um, you can check out Cartelville, uh, at, at the documentary by my friend Jorge, Jorge Ventura. Just, here's a little bit from the trailer: Mexican cartel-related operations that have exploded in the Antelope Valley. It doesn't stop. We're 300 miles away from the border, and we have one of the largest illegal drug operations happening in the backyard in the high deserts of Los Angeles. It's, it is pretty stunning stuff, and it's, it's part of the illegal immigration story that you never hear about. Um, but uh, the guy who did this documentary, uh, Jorge Ventura, joins us from Daily Caller. And how are you doing? I, I, I should, full disclosure, I don't get a dime. However, I feature prominently in the documentary. Hey, Brian, doing good. Uh, currently in South Texas right now covering the border. And as you guys know, SCOTUS just came down with the ruling not too long ago. So remain in Mexico is over. And that, that's probably that's going to be some devastating news for local law enforcement, local border patrol, and local officials who are already completely overwhelmed with remain in Mexico uh, in place. So I think this is going to make the situation much worse for them down here. Well, and what I, I think what, what people far away from the border, like where I am now in, in, in Seattle now are unaware that the word about this kind of stuff, it's, it's like green light, red light. They're oh yeah. There's, they're not going to be enforcing at the border. They only give you a yellow ticket and they let you go. Or in this case, yeah, the Supreme court says, come on that, you know, there's not a lot of interpretation down there. All they know, all they know in Guatemala or Honduras is there's going to be less enforcement. And that means that there's going to be an endless supply of cheap labor for, okay, whatever meat processing, but also cartels. I mean, that's that's your specialty is the free labor, not not just free, but slave labor that they employ cultivating marijuana illegally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brian, you know, many Americans, you know, they believe that, you know, hey, I don't live close to the border. It doesn't it doesn't impact me, which we all know it's not true with, with the fentanyl issue that we're having. I mean, the state of Ohio is the number one state impacted by fentanyl. It's nowhere near 
uh, the border. But when it comes to the labor part, is that's what we focus on, Brian. You were in our documentary cartel, but we focus on these drug cartels literally moving in uh, migrants who they force to work on these marijuana operations. I mean, in the deserts, you know, the heat is over triple digits, horrible living conditions. They're not living, you know, in a nice home with, a, with the bathroom and everything. I mean, they're literally squatting on desert land. And the thing is, these migrants, um, they have nowhere to go because they're literally threatened for their life. I actually just left Northern California because we, we were working on a part two to the documentary, and we interviewed a firefighter that would constantly run into migrants um, that were basically forced to live on these marijuana operations. And the thing in Northern California, well, all California, is, you know, we're known for wildfires, but and up there in Northern California, when they get hit with wildfires, the migrants are too scared to, to leave some of the uh, marijuana operations. So they would actually burn to death up there. I mean, it, it's pretty sad stuff, but uh, people don't, don't realize how maybe sophisticated the cartel operations are in the United States and how well established they are. And, you know, an open border only helps them out with the fentanyl, which obviously the drug trade, but obviously having the, the manpower, getting that human labor over the southern border is very key to their business. And, and you know, for, for uh, I guess the other part that, that people don't quite understand is <clears throat> the, the exploitation by the cartels involves drugs and human trafficking. And they don't they don't run a you know recruiting rally. They, they don't help you with your resume. They just say. Who wants to be a maid in Oklahoma City at a hotel? Who wants to be a maid in Bakersfield? Who wants to be a maid in Yakima, Washington? And the van, the the van or the truck, oddly enough, it it uh, it doesn't stop in Oklahoma City or Yakima, Washington. It stops somewhere where they're illegally growing marijuana, and and you you got to pay a tax before they let you go. Um, and they've driven you away from the border, like in an eighteen-wheeler in the trailer. Uh, you're going to work for us uh, for a couple months until the harvest of this marijuana. And uh, people yeah, are unaware yeah, of that. Yeah, you know, up in up in northern northern California, they have a nickname for you know the migrants who actually go up there and do do this or get kind of kidnapped, and they call them uh, they call them trimigrants up in up in northern California. And uh, so it's a quite common thing. But yeah, people have kind of no idea how sophisticated. These operations are, and I know when people think, you know, illegal marijuana operations, they, they kind of shrug the shoulders and think, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, teaching Chong smoking pot, but they have no idea the human trafficking element. The other, obviously, is the water theft. You need water to grow marijuana, and these, these uh, cartels are stealing them by the millions. Um, the number that we got from our DA sources, I mean, in L.A. County alone, every single day, they're losing around 3. Uh, 3.0 to about 4, 4.0 million gallons of water every single day that's stolen from them um, due to, these, to the marijuana operations. The, the, I mean, the worst part of it is that, um, you know, how violent they are. You know, they're willing to shoot at American citizens. They're willing to get in gunfire fights uh, with law enforcement. That's, that's what we spoke to San Bernardino County sheriffs about, which I was completely alarmed. And then the other aspect is because we have so much money, they're actually changing the real estate market. They're able to outbid uh, customers for homes, buy them in cash, and then turn that property into a marijuana grow property. And then, you know, neighbors that near that live there to these properties eventually sell their houses to the cartels because they don't want to live next to basically violence and water theft 24-7. So it's, a, it's something that's hugely alarming. And, and in California, it's a big problem, and it's coming up the Pacific Northwest. When we were in Northern California, we were getting kind of information from our sources just that Washington State is also starting to get hit by the uh, the drug cartels involved in the legal marijuana business. Um, yeah, they're in. They're in. Or if people think that you know we the tyranny of distance prevents cartels from coming to Oregon or Washington, no, no, no. 
Well, they're driven by labor cost, and can they outcompete the legal marijuana retail places? And, oh, by the way, we want convenient water. And so you put that all together, and you get Southern Oregon, Southern Washington, and, and, all, and then free labor because they're slaves. And so it's, uh, it, it's nuts. I, I, uh, I'll, more, more on this as we go. Um, carteldoc.com is where you can see um, Jorge's uh, phenomenal documentary, and uh, and so I, I was. Uh, it's, it's the way you, for people who who want to see it. This is why you you should see it. Active cartel grows in operation, and Jorge and his guy flew drones over it and shot video. Uh, and that's a pretty pretty stunning stuff. But anyway, uh, let's let's get people to see that and get them get them uh, angry about this. So, uh, Jorge, th- thanks for talking to you, man. Thanks so much, Brian. Hope hope you're doing well. Uh, I am. We'll talk soon, and uh, have a good day. There he goes, uh, Jorge Ventura. You can go to uh, carteldoc.com or just go to Daily Caller, and and you can see it. Really eye-popping stuff. And and a year later, less than a year later, it is happening in Southern Oregon. It's happening in Cowlitz County um, because there's water and the labor's free because they're slaves. So... Um, that's uh, 2020. And this is, by the way, this is a side effect of something. I'll tell you what that is when we come back. Um, also, an EPA ruling, Snake Island back in Ukrainian hands as of today. The Kremlin confirms they, they uh, gave up. They left uh, the Snake Island, the the uh, Middle Finger Island. Uh, back in a second, AM 70 KTTH uh, for your Friday practice. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. Brian Suits here. When did you see the con- when, was, when was the concert? A uh, week and a half ago. Most of us enter and get out of our CCR phase at number 12. <laughs> now, once I see a concert, then I'm fully immersed for at least the next month in the band that I went to see. You know, uh, you've taken a pretty firm stance against the dismemberment of your political foes. Um, and uh, you're, you're against that 9-11 stuff and all that. That being said, uh, the sort of the welcome party down in Portland for the LIV Golf, the 54 Golf, uh, their first American event at the Pumpkin Ridge uh, Golf Course uh, was last night. Have you ever heard of, I, I guess, obviously, everyone's heard of Tiger Woods. You hear of Phil Mickelson. I don't follow golf. I don't golf. I know the guys that win. Uh, Rory Mackle, McElroy. Lucky Charm Kid. Yeah. <clears throat> um, never heard of Pat Perez, and they're so they're at this event. They have like a, a red carpet walk at uh, down in Portland last night for the Dismemberment Golf Tournament, the fifty four, the Saudi funded uh, sports washing uh, thing. And anyway, whoever Pat Perez is, he's wearing a long sleeve sort of open chest, uh, like a Hawaiian shirt with long sleeves. Only uh, the image repeated all over it is hundred dollar bills. No, that makes sense. He knows his brand. Yep, exactly. Would you let your wife go out like that? Would I let her? My wife is free to do what she chooses. What's she doing? Uh, Yeah, the limo's out front, honey. (laughs) Mine's out back. Uh, Well, anyway, this is what he said. Listen to this. Let's hear it. This is one of these guys who has, uh, you know, the PGA are all the guys who win, and then the guys that come in eighth place who have been on the tour for years, you don't know their name. Um, But they're, they're making a living. Okay, so this is what he said. Uh, 46 years old, 
PGA Tour winner uh, donned a shirt emblazoned with $100 bills. Uh, when he met with the media a few hours earlier, he wasn't any less subtle. He said, quote, for me, it's real simple. I'm 46. I played 515 events. I've been on the road since 1998. I've, I've been on the road longer than Matt Wolf has been alive. Uh, I have an almost four-year-old. I missed my son's birthday last year. <clears throat> uh, this is about why I decided to jump from the PGA Tour. Bottom line is, quote, quote, bottom line is, I'm tired of being on the road every day, and I don't have to do it now. This opportunity is like winning the lottery for me, close quote. Um, all right. So, so anyway, I mean, you know, I, 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 I gotta say, um, you know, as an artist in the eighties, maybe you boycotted South Africa, but that we know there was a bigger fish to fry with the Soviet union and they were, they were fomenting war and revolution in Africa. The South, I, you know, I, I didn't like South Africa as a government system either, but we needed them in the eighties. And with the second we didn't need them anymore, then we didn't need them. And then, boom, apartheid's over. The, you know, the white minority realizes, they, they, they finally say, oops, we can do math. The United States is not even covertly supporting us anymore. And, and it, that's over. Okay, and that's how the countries work with each other. Here's how Amazon works. Online retail giant. Here in Seattle, I'm sure Amazon had some representation in the Pride Parade. Seattle police weren't allowed to. But Amazon did. I'm sure they do because it's it's on brand for them. You go on Amazon right now, and there's there's all these you know pride themed, you know whatever uh, ponchos and dog sweaters and you know the whole thing. They're they're making a lot of money uh, doing that. Well, in the United Arab Emirates, uh, not so much. So they're turning the nozzle down. Online retail giant Amazon has restricted search results related to LGBT people and issues on its website in the UAE. This doesn't even cover Saudi Arabia. Uh, The firm took the step after reportedly coming under pressure from authorities in the Gulf state. Um, So instead of, you know, I I would say if, if you work for them and you're proud of your employer, well, you you know, you, you've been Disney'd. (laughs) I, I got news for you. You've been Disney. Amazon has decided that making money is far more uh, important than making a stance. You know, they. I. I. I got to say, for for pure popular uprising sort of public stuff, Amazon is in a better position than the PGA with Saudi Arabia. Amazon is in a better position to say no. You know what? What people buy in the privacy of their own homes? Why do you care about that? We're going to keep it up. We're not going to firewall the UAE. Um, and then you try taking this down. You try blocking access in one of the world's wealthiest per capita nations. You try blocking access to Amazon because of this hill. You want to die on this hill? We're going to be over here on Mount Money. Um, if you want to die on Mount LGBT, uh, whatever. But Amazon didn't do that. Amazon said, not the face, rolled over <laughs> and and said, okay. How uh, draw, draw the line? Do we draw the line at at pet sweaters, rainbow pet sweaters? You know what do we do? Where do we draw the line? And- okay, so to be clear, this is the United Arab Emirates telling Amazon, "Hey, we don't want these LGBTQ products available in our country." And Amazon goes, "You got it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no worries." Yeah, and they're doing it. It's not like it's not like you click on rainbow dog glasses and it says not available in your theocracy it doesn't do that they're restricting the search results see that's what that's what amazon does you you let them cookie the living crap out of you they know 
they know everything that uh, bef- before you even search for it. Um, but if your IP originates in Abu Dhabi, in Dubai, in uh, whatever, in any of the Emirates, you're it's you're not going to be that's not going to be pushed up to you. Um, you're going to have to. I wonder what happens if you know the exact name of the product, and you know, will Amazon res- restrict it or what? Don't know. But, but anyway. this is a disturbing trend to me, Brian, because it seems more and more we're hearing stories and reading stories about companies or individuals being impacted by their conscience only insofar as it doesn't affect them monetarily. Yeah. <laughs> That's or, problematic for me. Or, or doesn't in any way risk them um, making money. And and I mean... This it doesn't is, bode well for the future. I'm sorry. Yeah, for people who don't know, you know, the buildup to this... Um, by 1937, everyone was pretty damn sure that this uh, Herr Hitler was not exactly a great guy. And it was well known. Coca-Cola stopped allowing Coca-Cola to be sold in Germany. It was wildly popular. Tre- tremendously popular. And Coca-Cola said, not our beverage. Nope, not our formula, not nothing. And stopped selling Coca-Cola to this uh, Herr Hitler. Uh, Herr Hitler turned to his minister of industry and he said, make an equivalent. Kind of like make a new Facebook. Or say, he said, make an equivalent. And he says, make, make something from indigenous German stuff that we can carbonate and replace this uh, American, you know, jazz-loving misogynation of the races uh, drink that shouldn't even be drinking anyway. They should be drinking a good old German drink. Third Reich Coca-Cola. <laughs> Fanta. Yeah! Try Fanta. Is that how Fanta began? That is how Fanta... That's... Yeah! This is the origin, origin story of their Fanta. No matter what you flavor it. It was uh, the Nazi Coke. It was, it was Fanta. Um, and the, the, the fact that Ford had a subsidiary in Germany making the German common military truck the opal blitz that that was a bit of a thing but uh but anyway that's the that's how fanta came about because coca-cola said our our formula it's in a safe in atlanta georgia why don't you drop this uh luftwaffe on it and see if you can get it <laughs> we're we're hard to the teeth good luck and anyway so we, that was the origin of fanta which i've never liked anyway i i buy it for the yeah i for it but and it tastes tastes a little nazi-ish for me i can't uh can't choke it down Back in a second, AM 770 KTGH. Brian Seeds here. Let's uh, get you to work with the right-way traffic.